Hello, 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 queens and kings. We are your hosts, Sharitha and Ashley McLean. Welcome to our podcast, It's a God Thing, where we delve deep into issues that plague Christian young adults in today's society. Today's topic will be the company you keep, what God says about romantic relationships. Mm. So really excited for this one. And we have a very special guest, Zanika Hill. Hi, Zanika. Hey, ladies. Thank you so much for being on our podcast and for taking part in this topic that I'm so, so, so very excited about. (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be a good one. Inserts applause here. Yay! (laughs) All right, so Zanika is a proud mother, entrepreneur, speaker, writer, and coach. She is known for her love of people, encouragement, and desire to see the lives of others transformed. She is a minister of the gospel and believes that it is the practical application of the word of God that produces transformation in our minds and infiltrates our lives. In 2018, Zanika founded I Edify Women Events to provide women with practical tools and resources in order to thrive in their God-given purpose. Amen. Currently, she is enrolled at Liberty University online, pursuing a degree in religious studies with yes. a minor in business and is expected to graduate in 2021. Woo! Yay! That's so exciting! <laughs> literally right around the corner she hopes to touch the lives of many with the message of god's immense love and the truth of their existence and ultimate possibilities for the future amen welcome again zanika thank you ladies here thank you sarita for the ad lib that was everything <laughs> i got you with the ad libs that's yeah, one thing i can do personal hype woman <laughs> and that's on period like, let me stop. <laughs> So before we get started in talking about this topic that I'm so very excited about, as you guys can tell. Yeah, the smile on your face is everything. I know. (laughs) Just gonna pray us in. So dear God, thank you for bringing all three of us together on this podcast to talk about relationships and romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, please pour into your speaker, Zanika, today as she touches our hearts and touches our lives. Help mm-hmm. us as well as our listeners to be transformed and to take away something new from this message, dear God. I just thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you mm-hmm. for the holiday season that we're in and the good mm-hmm. that you're going to bestow upon all of us. We just thank you, thank you, thank you just so very much. Amen. 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 Alrighty. So I'll get us started off with the first question. So the first question is, what does it mean to be in a romantic relationship? And what's this whole idea about dating versus courting? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good question. Very good. So I'll, I'll start tackling the first part of that question. What does it mean to be in a romantic relationship? And of course, we're going to look at it from a biblical perspective as we are followers of Christ. Amen. Um, Looking at it from a biblical perspective, um, I looked through scripture and I couldn't find one scripture, unless I missed it, um, that talked about romantic relationships outside of marriage, unless it was a result of lust, which is Mm. So the word romantic just means an expression of love and it's how we express our love. Mm. So that's what a romantic relationship is. And when we look in scripture, um, one example of how that romantic relationship um, 
uh, happened in sin was Bathsheba. And they, we all know the story. Um, when he saw her, he thought she was fine. And, you know, mm-hmm. he, he um, slept with her and told it in um, her getting pregnant and her husband dying. But that was in response to sin. So he rom- his romantic response was as a result of lust. But right. biblically, it is only seen in marriage where we mm. find those romantic relationships. Right. Okay. And then dating versus courting. Dating versus courting. Yes. Let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so dating. Dating is more so the social companionship. Mm. So it's well, where like you're going to go find out about this person, seeing about this person. How are you? What are your characteristics? What do you? What are your likes? What are your dislikes? Can I even see myself with you? Mm-hmm. Um, so that is dating, and it's more social. Okay. Now, when we get to the courting side, um, and dating has nothing to do with the commitment other than committing to finding out more about this person. Right. Or you may not want to find out more about this person. Right. You may just want to steal some time and hang out. So <laughs> yeah. courting. Courting is with the intent to marry. So this is when two people come together and it's not just one person that's coming in with the intention to be married, but two people are coming together with the marriage. So within courtship, I would say that there is a process of dating where you're getting to know that person, but you're getting to know them just to know them. You're getting to know them with the intention of marrying that person. So that's our difference. Yes, yeah, a different was like levels to <laughs> levels to this. This really is because I think I have brought yeah. it up to you, like when we were in like the planning portion of this. How like the church throws around this idea of courting, but no one has really ever explained it unless I missed yeah. it and didn't pay attention. But they're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, court. Everybody's courting. I'm like, okay, what's courting? What's the difference? Yeah. Classified it all as dating. Yeah, honestly. Like, what's, what is no. I read about courting through TV shows where it was like the families who are super religious and like what is that show 18 and counting or 19 oh, and yeah, yeah, the Duggars? yes the yeah. Duggar family okay. yeah they yeah. heavily relied on that was the only thing was courting you're not dating or you're not gonna see anyone unless you're courting to get married okay. right and okay. so that's where i learned about that concept i'm like oh but like is there really it's like a fine line but then there really isn't like one is for marriage right. but in the world it's dating right. Yeah, we, 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 you know, people are like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm dating her, him, this person, that person. Mm-hmm. All at the same time, it's okay to be polygamous versus monogamous. <laughs> right. So I guess that's a, this is a completely random question, but can you, you can date multiple people. But can you court? Can you court multiple people? No. No. <laughs> I would say the answer is no. And as we go into, you know, the uh, remaining questions, you can court more than one person. Nope. And you can't. Yeah. And I'll just leave it at that. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's easy it's a no. Right. It's a no. <laughs> yeah. So what does it mean to be in a relationship? Are there's so many definitions. What can we say that it means to be in a relationship? What a relationship is by definition is just your connection or how you relate to a person. So for example, how we relate to God as young ladies, we are daughters of God. Mm-hmm. So that's our relationship to him. Our relationship to our mothers. I am my mother's daughter. Right. It's how you can relate to another person. To your boss, I am an employee. 
Mm-hmm. And it's just that simple. It's really not really that deep. It's just how we relate and connect to another person. Right. How do we establish boundaries? Like hard no's. Like how do you set up those things, whether you're dating or are in a relationship or just in general? How do you set those boundaries? Ooh, this is a good question. Mm-hmm. This is such a good question. Mm. I believe that we set hard no's by sticking to our no. Yes. I believe that a hard no becomes an easy yes when we don't stick to why we said the no in the first mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And I believe that a lot of times when we don't understand who we are mm-hmm. and we're looking for someone to fill a void that we yeah. give to God, it's easy to bend on our no. Yeah. So I believe that setting those boundaries and those hearts really being filled by God so that we're not out here searching for someone to come in and feel what God has already filled for us. Right. And also sticking to our no so that it doesn't become an easy yes. Because when we don't stick to our no, then it's easy for somebody to come in and kind of break down those boundaries mm-hmm. because we're we're not committed to it. So first mm-hmm. you have to be committed to your no. Right. And we expect anybody else to be committed to our boundaries when we're not committed yeah. ourselves. Right. And Ashley and I read in the book, The Weight, and they talk about that. They actually touched on the fact that a lot of times people are like, oh, yeah, I'm celibate or I'm abstinent from sexual intimacy or certain things that go on in an in, uh, intimate relationship. But sometimes we're forced into it because there is nobody that we're dating or courting now we don't think about the part that when we're actually in a relationship mm-hmm. is now's really time to stick to our nose are yeah. we really gonna are we really gonna stick to them are we gonna say have a hard no and be like no this is my right. relationship with god this is my vow with god or are we gonna right. give in because now there we have that man we have that woman in front of us and we're human mm-hmm. our hormones start raging because oh now yeah we're getting to the i love you point in a relationship now fresh set love and that's one of the biggest boundaries that's the hardest to stick to especially in this millennial age and time so i'm glad you touched on that because when you say no you need to stick to those no and know that you can't do it on your own you really have to depend on god every single day because he is where my help he is where my strength comes from not on my own the flesh wants to give in the flesh will give in if allowed to but we got to tie it up bind it up in jesus name right Right. And then also we have to understand that these desires are natural desires that God has given us. So we can't make them out to be so bad and so Mm -hmm. um, nasty because this is something that God has given us. us These desires within the boundaries of marriage. Mm -hmm. And you sometimes you don't know what boundaries you need to set up until you cross them honest so okay i thought that we would be able to come over and netflix and chill but then it led to this right so you don't sometimes you cross them and then once you cross them allow yourself some redemption Mm. and then set up new boundaries i had to set boundaries i kept falling into sin over and over again i'm like okay sis at some point we got to get this together Yep. I don't R&B music at mm-hmm. all. I haven't listened to it. I, pro- I will not listen to it until I get married because yep. I know that that's a trigger for me. Yeah. Okay. So you have to know yourself and you have to be honest with yourself. Don't yeah. don't set yourself up because sometimes yeah. we will set ourselves up. Yeah. You know, don't be like, I'm so strong. I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> and find yourself in a place where you're condemning yourself or you're like, oh, I messed up again. Yeah. Be honest with yourself. Honest. Be honest. 
I and set those boundaries. So is this something that you should do, I guess, in the beginning? I know you were talking about like reevaluating your your boundaries and keep going um, and going through it. But so like in the beginning of a relationship or even before you get into a relationship, should you already have your hard no that this is this is no, like this is not going to happen? Yeah, absolutely. You should definitely have get out of the relationship, understanding who in the relationship. And you should definitely have those boundaries set. So, yes, the boundaries should be set up prior to getting into the relationship. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to be honest, uh, because I believe transparency saves. I yes. set boundaries in every relationship ever been in. It hasn't been many. And I also crossed those boundaries. And that's why I said you have to be committed to your boundaries. You have to be committed to your nose. And if you're not committed or you realize you're not committed, take that to God. You know, yes. like, God, I keep messing up in this area. And what he'll do, he'll begin to about ourselves and show us those areas that we need him. And yep. But, yes, I think it's absolutely necessary to set them up um, in the beginning and communicate them. And if that person is not with those boundaries, then that's a that's an easy go. Like, okay. Right. Yeah. You know, and you want those quick no's. Like, yeah. you no, I'm not with this. On to the next one. Yeah. yeah. You know. Keep it flowing. Keep it moving. Absolutely. We don't got time to be a wasting. <laughs> no. I think another thing too is that we can't be afraid to communicate mm-hmm. those boundaries. A yeah. fear of loss. Let me tell you something. If that person leaves, that's not a loss. It's actually a gain because yep. it's actually moving yes. you closer to where you need to be. Yeah. So never be afraid to communicate boundaries in the beginning. I was that person. I was so afraid just mm-hmm. to communicate those boundaries until I got to a certain place where I was mm-hmm. like, okay. And then also another thing too, if a person says they agree with your boundaries, they have to also show in their actions that they agree. Yeah. Because it's one thing to say, I agree with what you're saying, but it's yeah. another thing to show you that I agree. Don't yeah. just go off the word of the person, mm-hmm. but also pay attention to their actions. Yeah. Yes. And so we're going to come go back a little bit. I think Sharitha brought it up earlier when we were reading the weight. Abstinence versus celibacy. Um, is there a difference? You know, are we using these terms incorrectly? Mm. There is a difference. Let's yes. What a surprise. All this time. Yeah. <laughs> so celibacy is the, abs- um, the abstinence of uh, marriage as mm-hmm. well as sex means that you don't have the intent to be married or to have sex mm-hmm. now abs- yeah this is yeah, marriage i didn't know that yeah 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 that's so don't so you're you don't want to go around saying that you're a celibate <laughs> if no, you intend to get married <laughs> exactly no, so, abstinence, so abstinence is no marriage no sexual intercourse that's what celibacy that's what is. is oh that's what celibate mm-hmm. yes <laughs> not None, none life. Okay. Um, and then of course, abstinence is I am abstaining from sexual relationships. Wow. Oh, the difference, yes, we have to educate ourselves mm-hmm. properly, especially we really in the church. In the really church, do. because we push it so much. Mm-hmm. We have these celebrate. They have rings. Yep. And I am celibate. You know, and we have to educate if we want if we want our young women and young men to walk. Um, worthy of the call and worthy um, of this life we have to yeah. properly educate um, ourselves and our young men and women yeah. so that they're not out here miseducated um, yeah. yeah and I think a lot of uh well 
directly call it the book, but a lot of the things that I was reading um, had pointed out like celibacy apparently is supposed to, in, in their eyes was this idea that celibacy was abstinence with a purpose, whereas abstinence, anyone can be abstinence. So I guess that's some of the reasoning. I can kind of see that side wanting to give it more like than just a generic like, oh, I'm abstinence. But I still feel like it's just to be abstinence with a purpose. Like I'm being, yeah. not abstaining just to abstain. I'm abstaining because, you know, I value these things or because, you know, my relationship with God or because, you know, whatever reason. But yeah, so. Yeah, but I think that even if it is for a greater purpose, which is honorable, mm-hmm. you can't repurpose to make them more, hold more weight than they actually really yeah. do. Yeah. because mm. it really then causes confusion yeah it see is abstaining from marriage and sex and that's what it is period yeah and abstinence is abstinence whether it's because i'm doing it for a per- if i'm not having sex i'm not having sex for a purpose right <laughs> yeah now what that purpose is may be mm. different from your purpose exactly is so let's let's not try to make words more holier than mm. they are it is what it is yeah. You know, and if I'm celibate, I am celibate. I am abstinent, I am abstinent. The purpose for why I'm abstinent, you know, that may be different from yours. Maybe mine is because I am honoring God with my body, love him, and I want mm-hmm. to keep um what he is called holy until marriage, you know. So let's 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 not do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I definitely agree. That's good. And that's good. And so on the topic of boundaries, should we be prioritizing? Now, if we have significant others, should we be prioritizing our significant others over God? Because tell you, I ask this because a lot of us are, we're very unaware that we're mm-hmm. doing it. And our actions shows that we may not say that we're prioritizing our significant over God, but our actions on the other, t- on, on the other hand are showing that we are. Absolutely. The only reason you should prioritize your significant other over God is if you want a dysfunctional relationship, a disorderly, or a relationship that is just um, just all over the place. And if you want God to go ahead and shut it down, um, that is the only reason you should prioritize your relationship over God. Is it easy to do? Absolutely. You get so excited. You have somebody new in your life yeah. with anything. And you get off, you know, in the morning, you're used to like praying to God and reading yeah. the word. But now you're getting text messages from Bay, and you want to respond yeah. to his text messages. Yeah. Um, with that, back to those boundaries, back to the, our boundaries, when we realize it, okay, I am actually putting this person over God. Um, then I have to maybe put my phone on do not disturb until after I pray and after I read because I'm so excited to talk to him because I really like him a lot or I really like her a lot that I but I don't want my feelings to sway me from God and a lot of feelings and our emotions will sway us in a direction that is not um, in the direction of God you know because and then what become what was a relationship and a fellowship and a communion becomes a task You know, so I'm I want to have this communion with a person and now God is a task for me. Spending time in the word is a task and less of communion and fellowship because that before this is all the fellowship that I could really yeah, have. Yeah. You know, now it's it's become a task. And and I did that. I'll um share my recent testimony. <laughs> I was um in a relationship and I remember I would be in church and I was I would be like worshiping and like praying like I'm a worshiper and I would see this guy's face the guy was right well I'm worshiping I'm like 
this is hair it's things out of my head right what the the lord was showing me is that i made a god out of this man idolized him and so while i'm worshiping or attempting to worship god i'm seeing his face but it was god showing me that i had idolized this guy love him that's good and when I tell you, that's why I know that if you put a person over God, it's going to be dysfunction, disorder, and God is down. Because we are his prized possession, and he is a jealous guy. Yes. And you know, I can definitely attest to that, because there's a, a, my past relationship. I, I can only say that I've had like two real solid relationships, if you would consider it that. But in those relationships, man, oh man, I knew I was prioritizing them over God. Like if I'm in church, like I'm texting them or I'm waiting for them to respond or I'm keep, I keep looking at my phone. Like they didn't text me all morning, you know, maybe they'll text me, you know, in the next few minutes. So I'm making sure I don't miss out on that text. Mm -hmm. First thing in the morning, I'm worried about a good morning text that I'm worried about a morning prayer. Mm -hmm. So every time it's funny because every time I was arguing with them and it would happen on a Saturday, I'm like, dang, I feel like this is going downhill it's about to end and literally within like a month or two months time it ended up ending because it was just built on dysfunction because yeah. i was idolizing like you know Zanika said it became so disorderly so dysfunctional just hectic it became a chore it just it like it was like putting two magnets together that just keep repelling but you stay trying to get them to yeah. connect and it yeah. does not work and especially when god is not involved in it it just does not work work and that was also a pivotal moment in my time like my recent relationship that I just got out of back in 2018 that's when God was really working on me Mm -hmm. and he was like girl you stay trying to put the piece together it's not working and so God just (laughs) finally just ripped the bandaid off he's like I don't care if you hurt or not I just need you to get it together okay right so uh, I can definitely we do it especially as women we just get so wrapped up in the honeymoon phase you know I got me a I got me a boyfriend Mm -hmm. we get so wrapped up in it that we don't even realize that we're doing that um until you know guy opens up our eyes like dang i really am putting this person first and not god anymore yep right because anything that you give time to more than god it becomes idol yeah anything so what does and to kind of piggyback off of that question so is being in a we always hear this term like unequally yoked and stuff Mm. but is being in that in an unequally yoked relationship is that detrimental to I guess a relationship. That's a good one. Yes, it absolutely is. And I just want to read the scripture that we get that from mm-hmm. this. That's okay. Yeah. So it's second Corinthians six fourteen, and I'm gonna read from the New King James Version. It says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Fellowship has righteousness with lawless, and what communion has light with darkness mm-hmm. so this is a little educational moment so um during those times was a device that was used for animals when they were plowing the field it's like um a wood thing that goes over their neck oh, okay it yeah. connects yeah it connects uh-huh. the two animals together while they're actually working on the field so that's what a yoke is okay okay so imagine putting yoking a op with a donkey these two animals have are two different sizes mm-hmm. they behavior types behavior type so it's not gonna work you know the donkey might want to go slow the ox may want to go fast the donkey might want to the left the ox may want to go to the right so at the very very root of what this means is um when when it's um said not to be un- is do not yoke yourself with someone who is unwilling to believe the gospel of jesus uh, christ 
Okay. So that's what it. That's what unease is. That's why okay. I said, what What do you have with fellowshipping with someone with light fellowshipping with darkness? Mm-hmm. This this word. I looked it up through. It means a person that is literally unwilling or able to believe. Mm. They have no desire to believe in the gospel. They Mm. have no desire to believe in God. And at that point, you are unequally yoked because you're pursuing God and they have no desire to pursue God. You're believing God. They're unwilling, which is such a strong word. They They don't even have the will to believe. So how can we come together and work this life out um, on the same path if you're unwilling to believe yeah. and I'm sitting, I'm trying to believe and I believe even a lot of times there are people in the church you may hear the word but do you believe the word the word mm-hmm. says don't be hearers of the word only but be doers, doers also yes. mm-hmm. are you believing or do you believe what we're hearing or are you just hearing what we're what's being spoke don't join yourself with the person that is unwilling to believe yeah and i can i can speak for the seventh day adventist church i guess the big thing is um you go you're supposed to go off to the seventh day adventist college and come back with a husband but what you said was very important of how you can still be in the church and be unequally yoked so maybe not putting so much pressure on that but really finding a relationship that's, I guess, meaningful. Yeah. Uh, should Christians date just to date or court just, well, you can't really court just the court, I guess. <laughs> right. And I just want to say one more thing to yeah, unequally yeah. So the, the very premise of it or the foundation is to, is about maintaining spirituality mm-hmm. so that you don't go astray. Because like the ox, the oxen may want to go to the left and the donkey may want to go to the right. Yeah. So it's about maintaining that spiritual purity so that you're not tainted mm. by, you know, the unbelief or the darkness yeah. in the other person. I know I've been in relationships where they didn't believe the way I believed and they still actually kind of lived a lifestyle that was contrary to the word. of, And that began to taint my spiritual purity. Yeah. You know, and so that is the foundation or the premise of not being equally yoked. Maintain your spiritual purity. Yeah. All right. And the question about should Christians date just to date? No, (laughs) I think I know. I don't think I know. We are all followers of Christ. Yeah. And one thing about Jesus is that everything that he did with it, he had an intended end goal with everything that he Mm -hmm. did from the moment he came to save us all. He had a thing he did on earth with um, with a purpose and with Mm -hmm. an intention so, no, we don't date just to date as followers of Christ or following his example. We court, you know, with a purpose or we date with a purpose in a marriage, you know, which is courtship, which is courtship. Um, but no, we don't. We definitely don't date just to date. Just date, just to date. No. Um, can men and women be, can they just be friends? I guess this doesn't really have to do with like romantic relationships. So I think we talked about this in our last po- podcast. So just plugging our previous episode, I think it was episode 10, I think. Yeah. Or you know what? The previous episode before this part one to this, we talked <laughs> about that a little bit. And I guess we kind of came to the conclusion that men and women can be friends, but you just have to go back to what you said before, setting boundaries um, and like knowing the intentions of why you guys are being friendships and knowing where the friendship is going, whether or not, you know, it's not really, it's really just not going to go anywhere or it could potentially go somewhere. Yeah. And I think that we have to be real with ourselves. Yeah. Um, there are two people or there are two or maybe not two. Okay. You definitely need to be real and honest with God. 
you need to be real with yourself and you need to be real with the people that you're in relationship with, mm-hmm. with or even friendship. Like, if you know sis, you cannot be his friend. Don't, don't <laughs> let him bro, yeah. you know? And, and guys, if you know you really can't be her friend, don't walk around calling her sis. Because a lot of times we cover, that, you know, things up or um, certain intentions up with like bro and sis or friend mm-hmm. when we really want them to be they, yeah. you know, or yeah. I really like him or I really think that he's attractive, but I'm just going to cover it up with, with these titles. So we have to be honest with ourselves on the person yeah. Um, more than anything. Can you truly be friends with this person? If you can't, you know, just be honest with yourself. It's okay. <laughs> so then it's what do okay. you do? You just like end that friendship? I think that you don't have to end the friendship. I think that you just have to have a conversation. Okay. Conversation with that person. Hey, you know, I am actually attracted to you. And, you know, this is how I'm feeling. Communicating that. You may be surprised they may feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And you also may be surprised that they may not feel the same, same way. way yeah and then if they don't you all have to come to some type of agreement okay well you know because I do have these feelings for you I am attracted to you then maybe it's best that we not friends so that it doesn't tarnish our friendship or um ruin our connection with mm-hmm. each other so that we end on a you know a good yeah and for the very last question what advice what's one piece of advice that you would give to someone who wants to be in a relationship one piece of advice you can give multiple pieces I'll take I all have of them. multiple yeah, I'll take all of them. Just... I have multiple the first thing I would say is have a solid relationship and the reason I say have a solid relationship with God is because how we to God is how we relate to everyone. Our relationship with God really defines and is really reflected in our relationship to other people. And remember, relationship is how we relate to other people. Yeah. So having a, a solid relationship with God, that fellowship, that communion with him, being in love with God first. Fall in love with God first. And he's going to lead you. And the one reason I say this is because he's going to lead you in understanding who you truly are. That's mm-hmm. he and your purpose. A lot of times we want to introduce ourselves to people when we don't really know who we are. Mm. You know, Hello, I am. I really don't know. Uh. And the more you spend time with God, the more he reveals who you are, mm-hmm. the more he begins to show you and reveal your purpose. And it's so important to know who and what your purpose is because you you're going to marry a purpose partner. Yeah. So you don't want to get in a relationship with someone that your purpose is not aligned. And then that becomes conflict and confusion. You're like, what in the world? You know, what did I sign up for here? But when you have that solid relationship with God, he begins to start in your purpose. Then you can begin to choose. You choose different. Mm -hmm. You're choosing. Mm -hmm. It's different. Okay. And then also the last thing is um, with having that solid relationship with God is God begins to expose you to you. So there are things internally that we are unaware of. Mm-hmm. See some root level things that may have happened in our childhood, mm-hmm. um, some traumas and things like that, some voids and some brokenness. And if we don't have a solid relationship, we go searching for a man or a woman to mm-hmm. fill those voids and to fill that brokenness that is in us, which then leads us to toxic relationships yeah. and connections. So we have to have that solid relationship with God so he can fill those voids and mend up 
that brokenness and it's due to the right relationships or and you will be able to discern a person when you know God and, and you have sent him um you will be able to discern it will be something off in a person when you mm-hmm. actually connect with them you're like oh something's not right yeah, with you. yeah. like you you're fine but something is wrong uh-huh. you know yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and I remember when I first came to Christ, um, I was at a gas station and like the girl that's like, oh my gosh, guys, this, guys, that. But there was this guy at the gas station and he was so fine. <laughs> and at him, and when I looked at him, I saw something and it was like outwardly he was beautiful. Yeah. But it was something about him that that was unsettling with mm-hmm. my spirit. And so those are a few pieces of advice um, that I would give. The culmination of it all is to have a good relationship with God. Yes. And everything else will follow. Yes. Yep. So thank you so much. This was awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you for joining us and dropping your gems of wisdom with us in regards to relationship. And I hope that everyone listening will take something from this, you know, and whether you're in a relationship, not in a relationship, want to be in a relationship, have no desire to be in a relationship. I'm sure that there's something that you can find um, from this. So before we end, Zanika, can you close us out with a word of prayer? Absolutely. Father God, we thank you, Lord, um, just for this time. We thank you, Lord, for the relationship that we get to have with you through your son. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice for us. We thank you, God, that you allow us to fellowship with you and have communion with you. I pray, God, for everyone that's listening, God, that does not have a solid relationship with you, Lord God, that in this moment, Father, that they would just come into the understanding of what that means and what it means to have a relationship and fellowship with you, God. I pray that they will fall deeply in love with you, Lord. I pray, God, that you would mend any brokenness, God, that resides in any of us, God, and that you would fill every void, God, to the point of overflow. I pray continue to bless us as we move forward. I pray, God, for kingdom marriages, God, and healthy relationships, Father. I pray um, the girls, as they continue their podcast, that you would just bless it and that you would just um, blow their minds and what you will do through this as you reach others as an extension of your hand, God, and of your voice. And we just love you. And I pray that you just continue to teach us in relationships. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. And remember, guys, to follow us on Instagram at underscore it's a God thing podcast. Leave a review, like, share, comment, everything. Uh, share with your friends, your families, your goats, your chickens, as Sharifa likes to say. And for our next episode, we're going to be talking. It's going to be a wrap up. Because we're coming to the end of the year and it's just going to give an overview of this chaotic but blessed year. And remember everyone, we are queens and kings for the kingdom. Stay blessed.